1: Steeler, Fury, SteelerFury.com
0: You are listening to the Pittsburgh Steeler Show on the SteelerFury.com podcast. This is your draft extravaganza, folks. I am your host, Will Masasek, a.k.a. Brad Shot of Ben around these parts, and also on Twitter, known as AccidentalZen. We have got a great show for you today. We wrap up our pre-draft coverage with a Steelers mock war room where Steel Perch, FC, and I bandy about potential prospects at each slot of the draft, and we make a selection for every pick of the Steelers draft in 2020. going to be a good show. Before we get there, I'd like to take a moment to reminisce a little about the draft classes that we have uh, put together here during the 12 previous years that we've done this on the air Some of them have been very memorable, but for different reasons. One of our better efforts was the 2015 draft, where we started off by picking Marcus Peters, the cornerback from Washington. Uh, The Steelers instead picked Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree's had a nice career, especially of late and got the franchise tag and got paid. Uh, But Marcus Peters actually had probably maybe twice as good a career uh, so far in terms of the way they evaluate these things on pro football reference. Uh, although he's on his third or fourth team, I've lost track. Uh, but Marcus Peters, a pretty good choice for us. Nate Orchard, we picked in round two, eh, had a little bit of success. Uh, Senquez Golson for the Steelers, never quite made it. Uh, our third pick, Henry Anderson, a defensive lineman from Stanford, he's also uh, been a steady contributor. Uh, the Steelers picked Sammy Coates, had a couple of uh, good games, broke his finger. Uh, had some problems after that. I think out of the league. Now, with our fourth pick, we selected Chris Conley, the wide receiver from Georgia. He uh, also been a contributor for Kansas City. Steelers picked Duran Grant, who never made it. We picked at our fifth round pick, Mark Glowinski, the offensive lineman from West Virginia, who has also been a steady contributor. I think uh, for Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Jesse James was the Steelers' pick. Done okay for himself as a number two tight end. In our sixth round pick, we picked Daryl Roberts from Marshall. Yeah, he's uh, hanging in there, still on a roster. Steelers picked LT Walton, who they just uh, let go this season. Never really amounted to much, other than uh, the occasional backup duties. Uh, our podcast crew picked in the in the sixth round, second pick. We picked Carlos Williams, a running back from FSU. Uh, you know, didn't do much. Steelers picked Anthony Ciccolo, been a serviceable backup special teams player. For our final pick that year, we picked the Mount from Louisville. Steelers picked Gerard Holloman. Let's call that a wash. <laughs> At any rate, I saved the worst for last. Our 2017. To be fair, um, when it came time for us to pick in the beginning of the round, I believe T.J. Watt was not available. So that started a cascade for us that did not end well. Um, we drafted, instead of T.J. Watt, Tyus Bowser from Houston. Mm. Uh, instead of Juju Smith-Schuster in round two, we drafted Quincy Wilson from Florida, eh. In round three, we did score a win by drafting Marcus May, the safety from Florida, who's been a little better than Cam Sutton at this point, who was the Steelers pick. At the end of three, we picked tight end Jordan Leggett from Clemson, who's basically done nothing, and James Connor for the Steelers has been their starter. Pretty good player for a couple of years, despite the injuries. Uh, in round four, we picked um, a, a player you may be familiar with named Ryan Switzer from North Carolina. Um, We all know what he's amounted to in the NFL. Steelers picked Joshua Dobbs. Let's call that just about even. Um, We picked in the next round running back T.J. Logan from North Carolina, who didn't really cut it. Uh, And uh, Steelers picked Brian Allen, who barely hung on as well. Uh, In round six, we picked Colin Bevins from Northwest Missouri State, who never played in an NFL game. Steelers picked a long snapper, Colin Holba, who also never played in an NFL game, called that one a wash. And in round seven, uh, we select a tight end, Robert Tanyan from Indiana State. And the Steelers picked Keon Adams. Um, Tanyan actually has been coming on as of late and maybe a little bit more in the plans with Green Bay this year. But that's uh, our 2017 Steeler Fury podcast draft. Hopefully this year will go a little bit better than that. Uh, without further ado, let's go to the most exciting team in off-season draft sports, our team here at Steeler Fury, as we hash it out for the Steelers 2020 draft picks. Gentlemen, and I use that term loosely, it's time. We can stall no longer. It's time for the Steelers Mock War Room, back with EPS, no perch. You know, this is kind of like uh, one of my favorite things we get to do all year, um, just bummed that we don't have many picks to talk about this year. But, you know, uh, it'll make up for the, the next year when we have 10, maybe. So we'll, <laughs> next year's show will be five hours long. Um, <laughs> so uh, as we did last year and maybe the year before that, I'm thinking that we're going to alternate the jobs uh, for each pick. One of us will be the offensive coordinator. One will be the defensive coordinator. And one of us will will play uh, Kevin Colbert slash Mike Tomlin slash uh, Aruni. And we will make the final decision, and the others, the other two, will mock him and have to live with it. Uh, so, I'm um, thinking, if it's okay with you guys, I'll be Kevin Colbert for the first one. I, any preferences for, for each of you gentlemen for round two? Who would like I'll, to be?
2: I'll take offense.
0: Okay, FC. I guess that means you're going to take defense. How's that grabbing?
1: Sounds great, man. <laughs> All right, so. I'm you
0: know, you <laughs> no, have nothing is going to be a good job in this draft. I'll tell you right now because we're we're all going to suggest five players at each slot that are not going to get picked, because uh, <laughs> we're just too many too many guys. All right, so too many guys, not enough picks. Round two, pick uh, We start with pick forty-nine in round two. I guess you can say our first round draft pick. We were successful. We picked Mika Fitzpatrick. Um, who's a stud? So, I don't have to feel too bad, about, too bad about that. But let's start on the offensive side of the ball. You won an offense, Birch. Tell us about who's available to us, uh, pick 49 for the Pittsburgh Steelers that you would like to see. How about
2: you tell me who's available? Because I got a bunch of guys I can throw at you, and you're going <laughs> to tell me
0: no. <laughs> okay, well, let me just give you an idea of the last the last few guys that are gone, and I'm going to give it a. I have a composite draft board just to let you guys know. I have a composite okay. draft board from eight sources, um, including a whole bunch of uh, you know knowledgeable people doing doing the kind of draft that we do with Steeler Fury. So I feel pretty confident that this is at least close. Uh, but we'll we'll give it a little we'll give it a little leeway. the the um, The names that you might be interested in on offense that are gone: Jalen Rager. Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, Denzel Mims, uh, Cesar Ruiz, and J.K. Dobbins, all gone.
2: Okay, so I'm looking at uh, K.J. Hamler and Jonathan Taylor, do, or either of those guys. Uh,
0: Taylor's gone. Hamlin is, Hamler is available. Why don't you tell us about him?
2: Well, I mean, to me, I'm just looking at the big picture. What do the Steelers really lack? Splash plays, big-time playmaker. Uh, Hamler is lightning in a bottle. You get the ball in his hands. He's, he's great at making people miss, uh, in the return game. He was very, very good there. And if you want somebody just to take the top off the of defense, uh, he's your guy there. So when you've got a really good route runner already on the team, and you've got a good slot guy with Juju, uh, now you've got, you know, some deep speed. It kind of rounds out the offense. uh, downside. He's a mission. And how well is he going to hold up to a 17 game NFL schedule? Uh, that's coming out here pretty soon. Uh, those are those are questions, but we've seen some other small build guys do that in the past. So, to me, if I'm looking at a receiver, uh, I'm looking at Hamler. Uh, you're telling me that the
0: running backs sound like they're picked over Swift is gone, yeah, and has gone. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah.
1: What about Akers, J.K. Dobbins?
0: Uh, Dobbins is gone. Uh, Ak- Akers is probably the biggest name uh, still available. Yeah yeah
2: so I mean, you've through the top three running, and I don't see that happening in the real draft. I can't see three running backs going in the top 49 48 uh, I, I doubt that happens,
0: but um well, let me uh, ask you this just as that. a side question, yeah. uh, even though they're in this exercise they're not available. W- which one of those top guys do you think is the one that's the best fit for for Pittsburgh?
2: Oh, to me, without a doubt Jonathan Taylor I mean he just the Steelers have a type. You know, the guys are about 5'10", about 230 pounds, physical, can run the ball, uh, have a little bit of athleticism and burst to him. I mean, he fits their mold really well. I think he can pick up the pass game stuff uh, more than he was used at Wisconsin. But Big Ten running back, just like Bell, uh, just like uh, Fumlin Mendenhall was before him, uh, it really fits fits their mold, second round kind of guy. I mean, it just, it, that fits really well. Um, so that's that's where I would have gone. Uh, unless Rager was available. Uh, but it looks like I'm looking at Hamler unless you guys get somebody else to throw in.
0: Well, let me ask you one, one last question. Um, offensive lineman. Well, two things to keep in mind. One one is long way to the next pick. There's like, there's a lot of guys you might like who are probably going to be gone between pick 49 and pick 102. So I'm okay with reaching a little bit. If you're getting a guy, that's the right fit. Um, I was just going to ask you, what about uh, potential left tackles? that still might be available here. Yeah. I mean,
2: I think that there's going to be a big ass run in the first round. I really think that you're going to see five guys go in the first round and then the other couple of good ones will probably go early round too. So who's, I mean, Lucas Niang, I mean, we're probably getting down to that sort of range for, you know, uh, around pick 50. Uh, you, you tell me who's, who's still there.
0: Yeah, he's, he's available. Um, I was going to say, um, uh, the kid from Isaiah uh, Wilson, yeah. Well, well the, uh, Prince Prince Tega, um, the, 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 the Ben Barch, and what was the other one I just saw as I scanned through here?
1: Um, Austin Jackson.
0: Well, according to my, you know, what I what I'm seeing here, he's he would be like the, you know, one of the last couple of players off the board before the Steelers got up there, but yeah. Uh, FC is a fan, but um, yeah, I think you're probably looking at Ezra Cleveland, Yang, Ben Barch, you know, mm-hmm. in that territory for for a tackle. Um, but if not, about the field-
2: interior guy. I'm, oh. yeah, I'm looking at the interior guys. The Christian Berry, is, is he still there? Uh, I think you said Ruiz would probably be gone by now.
0: Yeah, I had both those guys off the board at 49. Unfortunately, holy cow! What
1: about John Simpson from Clemson? It is is available?
0: Ooh. But do you see him as, any, as anything more than just a uh, guard only?
1: No, oh, uh, he started center for, for Clemson for a while, and then he flipped out. So he can play both.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you're a fan, Perch. Um, I like John Simpson. I think he's a little bit more of a, like, a. you know, uh, he's not a big mobile guy, I guess, but he's, he's pretty good. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's move on for a second. FC, you tell you tell us about the defensive side of the ball.
1: Um, I'm, this isn't going to be popular. Um, it's uh, it goes to what you said um, about where you're at and who you can pick. Um, I'm going to throw a couple guys at you that aren't going to be popular. Is Kristen Fulton, cornerback from LSU, there available?
0: Um, no.
1: Trevon Diggs from Alabama is he available?
0: No, nope, they went all right at the same time, either late first or early second.
1: Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois, safety.
0: It's a funny one. Um, he is available in this exercise. I have a feeling he's not going to be available in real life, and maybe he'll knock one of those Do tackles way. or somebody down.
1: Nope, in real life. <laughs> yeah, but if he is, so tell, me
0: about, tell me about Jeremy Chin.
1: Um. Flash's ability of elite safeties. The biggest thing that he has going against them, he played at Southern Illinois. Um, so, you know, he has a small school label. Um, anything that you want your safety to be able to do, he can do, and he can do well. Um, he smart, good tackler, athletic, um, plays downhill, can come off the hash and make plays. Um you know, athletically, you know, he threw out I think hundred and forty inch broad, forty two inch vertical, ran sub four four. Just if I had to give a comp, um, a kid that played a nerd Harrison Smith. Um, Ooh, mm-hmm. he's smart. Um he 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 can be tricked, but he... Was forced to make so many plays at Southern Illinois that you know the, the type of things that he makes errors on are just so easily coachable and you know a six foot three, two hundred and twenty five pound safety that would, you know he would be a perfect complement to Minka. Um,
0: well, and, and I, more, and importantly, a compliment to Devin Bush because he has some length to cover yeah, stuff in the middle.
1: Yeah. I mean, he really. I mean, he's a long, six foot three safety.
0: Well, so, let me ask. Let me ask you this: you you have Chin over Dugger, Kyle Dugger yeah. from Lenore Rine.
1: Yeah, just because with Chin, um, you have a little bit more meat on the bone than you do have coming out of uh, you know Lenore Ryan, despite just you know, Duggar being an absolute stud at the Division two level. I mean, and, you know, it's – if you, if you anybody has the opportunity to see any highlights of, of Kyle Duggar, it's just like a man among boys with him, it's just like even <laughs>
0: kicks. That's exactly what I see, yeah. Well, okay, so you've told me about Jeremy Chin. We talked about Kyle Duggar for a second. Um Any interior line, edge rushers, other stuff I should be thinking about?
1: Uh, Not here. We both know better. (laughs) You know, um, Uh, anything – I mean, the the interior – I think the interior defensive line that you want to look at in this draft is going to be post-fifth round, and I think you can get a really good player. And um, pass rusher, shit in one hand, which in the other, see which one fills up because the outside pass rushers in this class are few and far between. And they're very, the ones that are decent are going to go real fast.
0: Sure. Hey, Perch, let me ask you a question as an interested observer here. Do the Steelers need to draft a cornerback in this draft?
2: Not at all, I don't think. I think we've got four good established corners on the team. And then you've got uh, a fifth guy that they just drafted last year that, uh, you know, is in the works. So I think you've got five people that are going to be on the roster uh, opening day. So if you draft another one, I mean, again, we have four picks that are really something other than uh, a long shot, right? You've got to get your top needs, And corner is probably the smallest need that we have on the roster.
0: Okay. Well, here's, let me tell you how I feel to wrap this up. Okay, cool. Well, to wrap this up, here's, here's what I think. I think this pick out of all of the picks on the board should really just be best player available that's at a position where you're, you're either going to need them this year or next year or some combination of both, you know, contributor now, starter next year kind of vibe. Um, so I, I'm okay with picking a position that isn't necessarily, you know, the big uh, perceived need. I think that third safety, dimebacker backer, having lost Mark Barron and not knowing what Ulysses Gilbert is really going to offer Um is is kind of a big deal. The only thing I'll say about that though, FC is I feel like there's a lot of guys in this draft that fit that mold, maybe not as good as chin um, or, you know, but similar kind of vibe players. I'm I'm a worried perch that we don't, we're not going to get a left tackle here. Um, I'm hopeful that we think there are some later in the draft because that to me is my biggest, actually my biggest worry right now is what happens to the left tackle next year or if something goes wrong with filling the way with this year, that's where I feel stuck. Well, I,
2: yeah, I think you know they can they can stretch up the out in the way of a and you've got you already got a backup on the roster that you hope you can develop. Uh, at receiver, they're not going to be able to afford to keep Juju beyond this year, you know. And you've got Ben, right? You you still got Ben. He's worked with you know subpar offensive lines in the past. I, I think they'll be able to patch it together and make it at least average. You need weapons. Uh, just to me, that was the biggest thing that was wrong with the offense last year. Aside from Ben getting injured, was there was nobody that any defense was afraid of. We sat on this podcast every week and said, who in this offense scares you? And there was no answer to it. So yeah. You need somebody somewhere that you could find that can break a game open.
0: Agreed. Okay, so in, uh, the summary is if if uh, Ruiz or Cushenberry, if Austin Jackson, if Jonathan Taylor – uh, if Jalen Rager even were available at this spot, that we would take one of those guys and be happy about it. Since we have we're we're dealing with none of that being available, I'm going to go with Jeremy Chin as the choice here. Uh, I think it's maybe the best value at the spot uh, from what you, from what you guys presented to me. Um, you know, I, I would have either done that or a left tackle if somebody had really sold me on Ezra Cleveland or or you know uh, Ben Bartch or somebody like that.
1: I like... Okay, okay good. I'm no, 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 we'll, be available right, well, later.
0: Well, there you go. Pick at 249 is Jeremy Chin from, from Southern Illinois. We're going to call him a safety slash linebacker. Uh, and we're going to be happy that we addressed uh, a little bit of the... I'm going to call him a
1: starter in front of Edmonds by Game
0: 4. He <laughs> could be that, too. By the way, a, a incredible outlier athlete, 100th percentile, 99th percentile for... Uh, his his uh, spark score so that's not always everything but guy's an athlete and a very smart football player so we like that uh let's move on to our our second pick round three pick 102 uh i guess we're going to go to perch being the gm fc you'll be the offensive guy and i will be the uh defensive guy start with you, FC. tell us about pick 102 who's available on offense
1: you're going to tell me if he's available and I'll tell you if, I, if you will tell me if he's available and I'll, and I'll let you know if I'm going to take him. First guy, it would be Dan Jefferson from the University of Florida.
0: No, he is not available. He went earlier than I thought, 80, 86.
1: What about uh, Sadiq Charles, left tackle, LSU? He is available. All right. All right. Uh, well, um I happen to agree with you about uh, the need at left tackle. Um, is Devin DeVerne from Texas available? He is. Is Chase Claypool from Notre Dame available?
0: He is not. He went, he went uh, sorry, just after our first pick is what I meant to say.
1: Okay. What about Donovan Peoples-Jones from the University of Michigan?
0: Uh, we'll call him available. I have him at 98.
1: Okay, um, it comes down to two players for me. Don, Donovan People Jones from the University of Michigan. He's a wide receiver. Um, he people say that players fit systems, and a lot of people disagree with me. But I see a lot of older type stealer, wide receiver with uh, with Donovan People Jones. The biggest problem Donovan Peoples-Jones had at the University of Michigan was Shea Patterson was a coward and sucked. Um, I think that when push comes to shove, Donovan Peoples-Jones could be as good as some of the bigger name wide receivers in this draft. Probably the biggest issue that he has is problems with release, getting off the line of scrimmage. And he seems to be a guy that might build speed as he runs. He's a good route runner, good hands, good after to catch, good blocker. So that would be my first guy that I would like. The second guy I would like to take would be Sadiq Charles, um, who has started from the day that he walked into LSU. Um, mostly started a left tackle, um, Twenty two career starts at left tackle, I believe two starts at right tackle, and one start at right guard. Um, He was suspended uh, a total of five games at LSU. Um, One incident was over a fight. The other one was over an academic issue. Um, The things that he has going for him is uh, he might be the best left tackle and pass blocking left tackle in this year's draft um i've watched a ton of sec football i've watched a ton of uh overall college football and i think he is a better left tackle than isaiah wilson is from the university of georgia which a lot of people will tell me i'm absolutely nuts for um i would take him in front of probably every left tackle in this draft just based upon being a left tackle. I'm not a big fan, obviously. I, I think that Willis is going to bust. I'm not the biggest Andrew Thomas fan. Um, I've watched McKee Beckton get beat like a drum. I mean, just because you're great in your in your boxer shorts and the tank top doesn't mean you can play the game. And I think Sidney Charles is probably going to end up being the most reliable, solid left tackle in this draft. That would be my second option. Dobbin Peoples Jones, wide receiver from University of Michigan, would be my first. City Charles, left tackle, LSU would be my second option.
2: Uh, what about uh, Duvernay? You mentioned briefly, but then kind of backed off. Of him. I'm looking for some explosive speed on offense.
1: Uh, sure. What do you have um, to say there? He, he is very, he's very explosive. Uh, he's a smaller guy, and the way he he plays the game like Hines Ward. He really does. He, but how long is he going to hold up? The thing about Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's got a ton of explosives. Four, I believe four, four, five. 4 5 I believe 1-5-2 uh, uh, split, um, jumped out of the building. Um, and I just think that he has more of an NFL body. DuVernay, it's just the way he plays the game, he is very fast, but he is fearless. He's Steve Smith, Heinz Ward fearless. That concerns me.
2: Okay, one other name I'll throw at you. Uh Offensive guard from Fresno State, uh, Natanya Muti. Uh, oh, any chance
0: of looking at Are him? You, can you? Can you? Can you bring a surgeon, an orthopedic surgeon, with him? Hey man, it's always different injuries. It's not the same thing. It's freak accident. <laughs> two two ruptured Achilles and a Liz Frank in four years. But yeah, he's got him out of the way now. He's ready to go, right?
1: <laughs> he he. I don't know what it is with uh, with. Fresno State player, offensive lineman, but they are some nasty hombres. me a lot of Logan Mankins. Want to talk about a, a blast from the past name who also actually went to Fresno? Um, just nasty, nasty ombre. I like him, but you're right. Uh, B2B is right. He had uh, his some weirdo injuries, but whenever he's healthy, he just beats the shit out of people.
2: I want to check on running backs, too. Is Zach Moss available? He's oh. a running back.
1: Oh, boy. Ron's got a
0: chummy. (laughs) He's gone. Just before. Got it. 92. Um, He's a Steelers-type guy, although he also has injury issues to deal with. Maybe that are sort of more of the kind that are repeaters than even uh, Muti. Um, Shall shall I give you a couple of defensive names, or are you uh, still lingering? Yeah, give me some. I I don't know if he's my first choice for what the Steelers – like in a, in a defensive tackle, um, like based on what they've been doing since LeBeau left and Tomlin took more rain, of the reins on the defense, they've been playing more of a penetrating style. You know, one gappers that that blow up stuff, and their stated reason for doing that was because they were getting killed by stretch plays um, from you know zone uh, blocking schemes, and that their two gap style was just leaving them vulnerable to uh, cutback lanes and so on. Right, so. Devon Hamilton from Ohio State is not necessarily a big penetrating type guy, but he's a battler. Uh, I think he he showed very well in the All Star Game circuit, and I feel like he's a guy at you know six four three twenty that has that length, that new you know that's the new NFL longer players at, at nose tackle who are who you know can can kind of uh, fight their way off of uh, shorter armed. Uh, less mobile interior players. Hamilton seems like a guy. He's from the farm team. So you, you know that they know him and they may prefer him. Um, you know, he's he's one of the top two or three choices for me in terms of Steelers where the value meets the need. Um, the other guy I would mention in terms of, of defense, if you, you know, once again, if you want a big run stopper, uh, Licky Fotu from from Utah is a huge dude. Um, they seem to hit it off with him uh, at, uh, I think that was a senior bowl that uh, Tomlin and two were hanging out down there. So he's probably another person on the Steelers radar. Once again, not, not enough. Of, not really going to give you anything in the past rush game, but he is, um, you know, sort of a, maybe an upgrade. He's a big Dan 2.0 sort of player. And the last one, I don't think you're going to be interested because you're, you said you weren't really interested in corner, but I know this is the last year Mike Hilton's contract, um, probably my favorite slot corner in the draft is Darnay Holmes from UCLA, um, who's available here. Um, he is a uh, you know maybe not going to hold up on the outside as an outside corner, dealing with long speed or bigger players, but he's a tremendous tackler, very good in the box area, and um, you know, a lot of short area quicks and, and uh, ball hawk-type player kind of fits that mold of what the Steelers like in their slot corner. Um, One last player, the only edge that kind of in this range that I'm interested in uh, would be um, Alton Robinson from Syracuse. I'm not sure if he's a guy that can stand up, but I think if if you're going to lose Bud Dupree, you need a guy that's capable of playing sort of on that, you know, strong side, the way the Steelers play their D. And there's not as many edge rushers who are good at that, you know, solid against the run and a good pass rusher. I feel like Robinson fits that a little bit, but I, uh, you know, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I think the guy, their guy's name is not mentioned that I feel like maybe you might be interested in on the offensive side. You mind if I pitch you that? Yeah, go ahead. So I'm tell you if I'm a defense, I don't want to see Antonio Gibson on the other side of the field because there's somebody that I have to account for all the time. And even if he's not somebody you think is going to be a full-time heavy load starter at either wide receiver or running back, if you get that guy 100 touches between kick returns and junk play, you know, plays from the slot and a couple running plays, if he gets 100 touches in the year, he's going to score eight, nine, 10 touchdowns. I feel like, you know, he's the guy available with that crazy size speed that you ought to consider. And I guess I'll leave it there.
2: FC, what do you think of Antonio Gibson?
1: And where do you think? I really, really like a lot of things. About him. My biggest problem with him is, oh, boy, I don't want to get in an argument.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're here for. With the ball in his hands, he
1: doesn't play like the 225-pound guy that he is. He's very fast. As a wide receiver, his route running is real questionable. He's small. I just... Has there ever been a player that just rubbed you and you just, you see things and I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just, I'm not buying into the explosiveness. I know that he ran four, three, five-ish and I know that he jumped well. I just, I'm not, I've seen a bunch of Memphis games and this was not ever my guy, so I would right. just,
2: I think, I think I know where we're going with this. No, you so to, if I, I, knew if I, if I, <laughs> if, if, if I if I do what I think I'm going to do here, uh, we will have gone through the first two picks. We will have no receiver, no running back, and no offensive lineman. So, uh, To me, it just comes down to do you draft for knee or do you do that draft for best available? I think Davon Hamilton is the pick. I think that he is uh best player available. I think he fits what the Steelers do very well. The Steelers traditionally have won with defense. Uh, if you take this pick, you pretty much patch the major two holes that were on the defense Aside from depth, uh, and you hope that Ben coming back on offense is enough to you know get you where you need to be. So, uh, second uh, pick or the third round pick, Davon Hamilton, uh, nose tackle, Ohio State, is where I'm going to go.
1: Hey, you uh, he can also play. You gonna... um, can also play five. He move on all often. and I mean that in the highest regards.
0: Like I said, I I think he's a solid pick. Uh, since we're not going to talk about. Defensive tackles later in the draft. Um, I, I got a name for you that FC hasn't mentioned yet. That leads me to believe that he doesn't like him. Um, that, but that would be McTelvin Agim from uh, yeah, love him. Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. love him. okay. Because to me, that guy is if you want, you know, uh, a replacement for Javon Hargrave that plays like Javon Hargrave and is similar athletically in size, whatever. That's the guy. I mean, he, he just he was basically if Hargrave had been in the SEC, that's what he would look like. To me. I since we we're weren't going to talk about him, I just wanted to mention him to your perch. Uh, but I think Devon Devon is a fine, you know, a fine choice and never gonna be hundred percent happy with anything <laughs> that happens in this draft. But I want to get his name out there. Um uh let's see, we're gonna to go to the next Steelers pick. 124. Which uh FC 124 control over, and that is fourth round pick. Slot number 124 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I guess uh, I get the offense this time. Somehow I, I, I got defense on the pick where I had no defensive players, but here we are, and I got him picked. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, who do I want to talk about? Let's talk about a running back from Maryland um, named Anthony McFarland. Um, I, this might be a little bit high for him, for me, uh, personally, in terms of where he fits in the hierarchy, but I like his style of play. Um, a name that I, you know, another one, AJ Dillon, like maybe this is a spot where there's this sort of third tier running backs that are not quite sleepers, you know, not not like the best of the smaller school guys, but not as good as the big school guys. So I don't know if that, you know, where that really puts you with making your running back rotation better. Um, you know what I mean? It's there, like, are they, is that really an upgrade from Benny Snell or is that really an upgrade from James Conner? I don't know. Uh, but those two guys are available. Um, The guy I might be able to interest you in is, you know, from the university of Kentucky. um, And he's the sort of this year's version of, you know, Antoine Wendell He was a quarterback. He did some, you know, a lot of running back type plays and played a little wide receiver for them. You know, sort of like a same sort of thing about Antonio Gibson. I'm not sure he's as polished on anything as he could be, but Lynn Bowden uh, from Kentucky, I think has some juice. And I feel like this, Pittsburgh Steelers set of skill players have said this a million times this offseason is the slowest group of skill position players in the NFL. I mean, maybe Ebron helps that needle a little bit, but, but the running backs and wide receivers are even the good ones that they have are, are not fast and certainly not scary fast. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, Bowden is scary fast, but I feel like he's uh, at least somebody that could take the ball to the house and, um, Looks at the time, kind of looking through for uh, offensive linemen. Solomon Kinley from Georgia. I, I think there are better options uh, later, but he's a name. Who am I missing here, FC, on the offensive side?
1: Tyler Johnson, wide receiver from Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I just feel like he's a slot. If you're, re- if what you're trying to do is replace Juju, Tyler Johnson, I think is exactly the right guy. Um, if Albert, not,
1: uh, U- uh, on him from Missouri.
0: Yeah. Long, long gone. That was a you know, uh, last pick. Um, yeah, he was did. already close. Darrington Evans. There you go. There's a, there's a name uh, running back from Appalachian state. Um, he, you know, they yeah. sort of are a running back factory there. They did have an excellent offensive line, which made his job a lot easier. But if you, if you give him a crease, he's a one cut and go runner. He was the fastest running back or second fastest running back testing at the combine behind Jonathan Taylor, um, little bit.
1: I, to you, I know as, of a person that is on this podcast that is very, very familiar with Appalachian State's offensive line and running back. Isn't that right, Mister Perch? Didn't they give Penn State quite the scare?
2: Oh yeah, killed him. He was all over the place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and that was a defense. I mean, here's here's what I I'll mean, say about about Evans. Evans is definitely a home run hitter, but he's not going to give you a lot of wiggle he's not going to give you a lot of make guys miss he or run over guys even though he's you know 210 pounds or whatever 250 whatever he is something like that um but he's you give him a crease he's gone and as a kick returner he's top five in the country probably um so I don't, i'll don't. move on to you perch what's happening with the defensive side
2: i got a couple edge rushers i like it and i'm i'm already fat and happy i got my nose tackle i got my safety um I'm going to go with Alton Robinson, the edge rusher from Syracuse. Eh, profiles you know, similar to maybe like a poor man's Bud Dupree. We don't know if Bud Dupree is going to get locked up long-term or not. Even if he does, they could really use a third uh, edge rusher. Um, that's one I would throw out. And the other would be Alex Smith. Uh, from Charlotte, uh, another edge rusher. Of the two, I prefer Robinson. just think he's a little bit more physically mature and, and ready for, for the position. Uh, Highsmith's, you know, played with his hand off the ground standing up, but played lesser competition. Most of his big stats came against awful competition, so uh, Robinson uh, from Syracuse is the one I would throw out.
0: Hey, just quickly, what do you think of uh, Travis Gibson from Tulsa as an edge rusher?
2: Um, okay. I I don't think he's quite as good as the two I just threw out.
0: Okay. May I throw one more offensive name at you? Devin Asiasi from UCLA is a tight end. Um, he's a, you know, one year, you know, one big year. Uh, but, uh, if you're looking for somebody in this draft class, I mean, there's, you know, not that many tight ends to love, but if you're looking for one that might turn out to be an all around tight end, that's that can be pretty good at everything. I'm not sure it's the biggest need the Steelers have, but I figure I should mention he's he's uh, a guy that can definitely get open in the slot, and he's at least a willing blocker. I don't know if he's a great blocker, but but not bad in that part of the game. Um,
1: I actually have him rated as my second tight end on my draft board. I have him behind Komet and ahead of Troutman, so I'm a fan. But with the with the addition of uh,
0: of Ebron, and we just drafted the Big Dork from Michigan. <laughs>
1: I, I, I'm a big fan. I agree with you.
0: I got you. Well, you're going to have to decide, and unless you pull our name off the of the board, this way.
1: No, I'm I'm going actually. Um, I actually picked them in my little Steelers mock, which I'm about to post at this exact same spot. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers picked Penn State Nittany Lion killer Darrettson Evans from Appalachian State University. Wow! And I will add that I actually picked a little bit of a more wiggle and the ability to slide and cut than you do but he absolutely is a physical in between the tackles runner and for any Steeler fan that is interested in a, com- in a comparison I think Barry Foster is an absolute perfect comparison
0: but I think he is top end is a little bit more than Barry Foster Yeah, I think uh, Evans is also pretty underrated as a receiver very good hands good at catching the ball um, whenever they went to
1: the zone, he actually went out to uh like a sidecar slot in legitimate routes. And so I agree.
0: Yeah, just adjusting to poorly thrown balls and stuff like that, that you don't often see running backs do naturally, right? All right. So um, right. excellent. So we got, we got three picks in the books, uh, three to go. Halfway point. Right this is, Purchase, is this the pick that the Steelers got from Miami? Is that what this one is? No, I believe so. Or is this yeah. their pick? And the other one was the Miami pick. No, uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I think it's the other way, but uh, who knows. <laughs> pick 135. Uh, I Either think way. I'm on the board again as the GM, and that means, Perch, you are telling me about offensive players here at 135.
2: We still need a receiver. So I'm stretching here looking to see who the hell is still available. Uh, Duvernay gone by now, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Uh, KJ Hill of Ohio State probably gone.
0: Hang on, just let me double check where we are here. One thirty-five. I have to go back to one thirty-five.
1: James Proche from SMU.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yes, we got Proche. I mean, to me, he's a slot guy though, too. But uh, you said when you said I'm with sorry, the was,
2: size, the kid from uh, Hodgins from Ohio, Oregon
0: State. He isn't. Uh, he, he is. He is available. Oh boy.
2: And how about Quez Watkins from Southern Miss?
0: He is available as well.
2: Yeah, he's probably a little bit early for him. Uh, we got a running back, apparently, last round, right? And so we're still looking at offensive apparently. linemen. <laughs> I like how you said it, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Um, well, you know, he's a running back. How about our injury boy, Mudi? Is he still there or is he uh, gone? Uh, I have him as gone. And Solomon
0: Kinley from Georgia. I thought he was gone. No, he's a uh, available. So tell us about him.
2: I mean, it's just a, a big sec, uh, interior offensive lineman. I, you know, just, another body to plug in there. And the other one I was looking at was, uh, Throckmorton from Oregon, mm-hmm. where I think he can literally play all five spots on the line. So if we're looking for depth question marks all across the line, here's somebody that's kind of the sealer's mold that can play a number of different positions and eventually settle into
0: one. um, Hey, FC, what do you think of Alex Taylor from South Carolina State?
1: My neighbor loves him. Um, With this year's draft, there have been so many prospects. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just – there's not a ton of top level, but, like, the guys that are, like, right at the B minus, you know, C plus level, there's so many of them.
0: I I think it's – I've never seen anything like it in that regard. And the lack of pro days and testing – didn't allow you to even like be like okay, well this guy's not a you know doesn't look like he's athletic enough or whatever. So you yeah, have super super deep at that B minus C level.
1: You know how uh, many perch? six foot eight, three hundred and ten pound guys that run sub five forties are there? You know, what I mean,
0: <laughs> not too many, dude. Not too many. You know, how many
1: times you get to see you know twelve and seven eighth inch chance? You know, I'm like, you're like what? That's not no, even, he's, even possible.
0: He's a big dude.
2: That's a utilitarian offensive line position that maybe that's all that's left at this point. I'd really like an explosive receiver. <laughs> I'm struggling to find one that's still available. Um, you guys throw out one. If you can see one before I do.
0: Well, all I'll say about it is it's all, this, this draft is deep and wide receivers, but it's sort of the type, you know, if you're looking for like an all around receiver, that's, you've got certain level of choices. If you're looking for a speed guy, you have certain number of choices. If you're looking for a big slot, you know, so I, I'd ask you this question. What are the Steelers looking for? Whether, I mean, in, if you were the GM, not, not what they're actually looking for. Yeah, if, if we all agree that they need speed.
2: They need a game breaker. They need somebody that's going to draw the attention of a safety, that's, that's going to help open things up for other people. Um, that's, that's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, and I'd say there's only you know, a handful of those left. So uh, you know, maybe they're worth more than, they, than what their supposed draft position is, is all I would say. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know, bigger question, I'll, start, I'll ask you, FC, you know, where this if this draft starts this way, safety, defensive, you know, or nose tackle, running back, those last three picks, what are we looking to get out of this?
1: Players that can contribute. I mean, as <laughs> funny as that sounds. Uh, you need guys that can step on the field if they're forced in, because you're just an injury or two away at all times. And your depth is your key, you know? Yeah, you got to go by your board and you got to go by, you know, you got to continue to bring in talent and players. If you if you reach for a need and that's whenever you miss, you know, on the in the fourth round, if you go for a guy, whenever you knew that Russell Wilson was going to be a winner, but you went with that guy instead of Russell Wilson or that guy instead of and there's been hundreds of backs, Darius Leonard. From, <laughs> you want because you, you knew various, <laughs> Darius Leonard was going to be a stud, but you had to take you know that whatever position that you want to throw out there because you felt that you were filling a need. You need to get players, man.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It, I mean, to me, if I'm throwing one out there, I'm I'm going to maybe reach a little bit. I want Quez Watkins, just somebody who has potential to be a game breaker, and that's kind of where I'm looking. I mean, know smaller school school guy, Southern Miss, right up your alley. He's you just got speed to kill. Uh, you know, it's in a position of need and I'm I'm taking a shot for a home
0: run here. All right. Uh, FC, what, tell me about the defensive players at his point. Um, You're going to really have to I'm wow prob- him.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I, 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 I'm i just going to throw two pass rushers at you and um, they're two completely different dudes um, and they, they bring different things. The first guy I'm going to throw at you is Dennis DJ Wanham. Who played at the University of South Carolina? Who, along with uh, Kinlaw, probably just made that South Carolina defense into a top twenty-five defense. Now, of not going to blow you away with his stats, but the only thing he does is play the game, and I think that he's born and built to be a three-four outside linebacker. Um, second guy that I'm, I hate it. I just, I just want to. I wanted to hate Then I went and I watched two years of film and I was just, every time I came away and I say, this Kenny Wilkes kid, he ain't going to be able there's no way. And then he had a kind of poor combine in a way where he ran a four, eight, five. And, but you know, then you look at other things, you know, his vert was great. His three cone was great. And he has production and he has a motor. He might be your next Anthony Chicola. He might be your next Kevin Green. And where you're looking at drafting here, you know, if you hit on the next Kevin Green, um, uh, the thing about uh, Wilkis is there's just no quit. It's down after down, different pass rush, just all effort. But at this point, even though I'm your defensive guy, we need some skill positions on the offense.
0: Yeah. um, Well, at this point, right sitting where we are right now, I have three – uh, speed wide receivers guys that I think could line up where James Washington lines up and really require a defense to adjust to it. And, and they open things up in the middle of the field. You know, quest Watkins is one of them. The other two are Antonio Callaway, who didn't have a good 40 time, but his 10 yard and 20 yard time were elite as good as anybody that ran at the combine. And, and then a really small school, you know, like the, the kid from Albany, who I love Juwan green, who had 17 touchdowns at, in FCS level, which is nothing to sneeze at, led FCS. And maybe, in, in my mind, is a better overall wide receiver than Quez Watkins. But I love Quez Watkins. I think he's a not only a threat to hit a home run anytime, he's a threat to take a slant to the house. But more importantly, he's a tremendous contested catch guy, can go up and get the ball. I think he has a 40-inch vert. Um, so you're talking about a guy that runs sub-4-4, has, is a big leaper and a big contested catch guy uh, and would instantly make a big difference in this offense. Even if he's sharing time with other wide receivers, you're still going to get an impact out of him. Uh, that's my pick at this slot. But I'm feeling like we're going to have to deal with edge and maybe a left tackle before this draft is up <laughs> Before for me to be totally satisfied. But I agree with you both. It's time to get some speed and not take a chance on whether those players are available or not later because it's now it's a long way down again to to the next pick. So that's our pick. Quez Watkins from Southern Mississippi, wide receiver. And we move on. Round six. First, you're the, you're the man again. You're the DM you're the for pick one. Right. in the sixth round. Uh, FC, you start with the offensive players here.
1: Wow. This is uh, – well, you're in, the, you're in the sixth round here. So if you're going to shoot – I say, Shoot big, And I keep on hearing this talk that the Pittsburgh Steelers need a tackle. And uh, this everybody talks about this coronavirus. You want to talk about the coronavirus hurting a player. I'm going to give you a player from the Great North named Cotter O'Donnell, who, thanks to torrent files and magical internet webs, <laughs> uh, I got to see a decent bit of and uh he's raw but he'll make the team. He ain't gonna start this year. But in a year you might have yourself a good starting left tackle. Um not even a step down from uh Villanueva, um exceptional athlete, great foot movement, long six foot six, three hundred and fifteen pounder can reset um can move his feet good run blocker and really a smart kid uh so carter o'donnell would be a left tackle i would give to you carter yes. o'donnell from y- yes and Alberta. the second guy i would give you would be he's Kevin a, he's, dotson.
0: A, he's, he's, he's a canuck yeah. Carter yeah. O'Donnell. yeah
1: okay and the second person i would give you would be kevin dotson guard slash center from the University of Louisiana, not to be mistaken with Louisiana State University. Um, you, uh, they arguably had the best guard center combination with uh, Hunt. Uh, his running mate is expected to be taken probably in the top four rounds. I mean, Dotson's supposed to be taken in the middle to the bottom of the sixth round. Um, there's not... He's not going to do... He, he's going to be the type of guy that Is going to be your fifth offensive lineman. He isn't going to be nothing special. He's never going to remind you of Alan Stanica. He's never going to remind you of David DeCastro. But he's going to be a guy that's sort of like Ramon Foster, that that he plugs in and does his job and is solid. Not great, but solid. Good enough for you to win games, possibly a championship with. So Kevin Dotson, guard slash uh, center, and Kevin O'Donnell, left tackle from Alberta. We'll
0: be the two guys I give you. Gotcha. Uh, so, Perch, am I correct? Are we on the same page that really for defensive players here, we're, defensive like, players. we're looking edge? Are you still thinking the linebacker nope. or safety or whatever? What, what you, I could still use an
2: inside. I mean, we, we were down an inside linebacker. Uh, I could use an inside linebacker, special teams guy. We know you like special teams guys in the sixth round. Uh, an edge. Uh sure. those are the two primary positions and I'm I'm open to any anything that's gonna help the team this fall. Even a punter. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, well first of all, I i don't know that we need another safety, but Kenny Robinson from uh West Virginia, who then played in the XFL and is eligible for the draft. Um there's a cat that you yeah, know. What, what... Yeah, well people are talking
1: Do you, you wanna make an avatar bat with me that you get in the first round?
0: Well, oh, no no, let me just tell you, I personally think he's a second yeah. or third round pick, but all the buzz that I hear is that he's not he may not get drafted. That's what I hear. Crazy yeah. though, because, well, that because is, that's terrific.
1: People want to say the red flag's character things, he he quit going to West Virginia so he could take care of his mom that was dying of colon cancer. <laughs> that's what he got that, that's the big red flag. He never was arrested. He quit college to go take care of his dying mom.
0: Yeah, I mean he had an academic I mean he had somebody you know, take a test for him or something, but yeah. Well, at any rate, so we agree. Kenny Robinson's a stud, but, but maybe gone sooner. That's fine. Um, And what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, linebacker situation. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, there, there may be, it depends what you're looking for in a linebacker, but we're talking about somebody that can contribute as a inside linebacker depth for the Steelers. And is also a good special teamer. Um, I'll give you a name. Sean Bradley from temple. Um, is a guy that filled up the stat sheet you know he he got a lot of tackles tackles for loss uh, also good in coverage Um, he's he's not the biggest my my hesitation with him is he's like a six foot tall guy that you're going to put next to bush and neither one of them is going to have the length to really cover tight end um, in the nfl uh, or a big slot so that's my concern with him but he's a excellent special teams player one of those guys that plays every unit so on and so forth uh, in terms of edge rushers, um, Derek Tuska from North North Dakota State, um, he had he was one of the only uh, two players. I think Travis Gibson was the other. The only two players over 240 pounds who had a seven uh, second three cone or faster at the combine, which is crazy. Um, you look at his tape; he's a he's someone like Alex Highsmith that you think is mostly winning on motor, but he seems to be a better athlete than you might have thought. Um, somebody that I like, probably my favorite speed edge rusher, edge rusher in this draft, and somebody that's very productive in college for the last two years and has NFL bloodlines would be Jesse Lemonier, or is it uh, or is it Lemonier? I don't know. For the, his brother Corey uh, played for Auburn, um, didn't really work out in the NFL, but Jesse plays for the Liberty Flames. Uh, Jesse is a is a uh, big tackle producer. Um, I think he had ten and a half and half sacks this year, one in a variety of ways. He's got a little bit of a toolbox as an edge rusher. And he's a, uh, he's somebody that I've, if they had done testing and, you know, we'd gone through all these pro days would be someone that I'm sure is an excellent tester, very quick first step. Um, I like him, but you know, to me, he's a bit more of the type that you might put on a, you know, we're on Watt on that side. So you know, not totally certain about him. And then one last strong side edge rusher. It's gonna be a you know six or seven round pick. His name is Nasser Player. He's really a player. Um Nasser player played for East Tennessee, bigger guy, 265-ish pounds, um, a lot of power. So if you're looking for a guy that's strong against the run, enough power to to hold the edge, or maybe knock a guard from Tennessee whose name I forget right now. Um, completely didn't just knock him on his ass. He flipped him like a somersault backwards. Um, <laughs> one of the clips that I saw. Um, I think that's what we're down to for edge rushers.
1: Do you got Willie Gay Jr. gone.
0: I think he's gone for a long time at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people would. I I kind of agree, but boy, that people hate him for some reason. But yeah, I'm there with you.
0: Yeah, I like him a lot. Actually, I mean, somebody that I would have considered, you know, back back when. Um, yeah, by all means, let me know yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but all means, let me know if I'm forgetting anybody. I, you no, know, I, no,
1: no. I was just...
0: okay. That's kind of what I would say, Perch. If it's really going to come down to it, um, uh, I would say, uh, is it Lemonnier or or Lemigne? Le um, I believe pronounce it's
1: pronounced at Auburn. I'm not 100 yeah, yeah. percent positive.
0: Yeah, that's probably. Didn't uh, he change
2: it at the draft though to walk. If I remember, he changed his name, and that's why he started to suck.
0: Can't be trusted. Changed his name. Exactly. Yep.
2: All right. Pick is in.
0: It
2: Pittsburgh Steelers select Ben Barch, St. John's, Minnesota. Wow, Former tight end who gained 70 pounds, just like Alejandro Villanueva. Six, yeah. Six, but 310 he... pounds. Late round the... offensive line.
0: We love the player. But he's going to go in the top 100 picks. I'll bet so... you on Avatar, right? Absolutely, top hundred. Uh, they're talking about him going just after Austin Jackson. Holy shit, that high! So he's not yeah. here. No, sir. Sorry, if it were close. All right, well, last,
2: F- last give last me Canada. FC's guy from Canada. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Canada! we will take the Canucks.
0: Carter O'Donnell is the pick. We trust. We trust the scout. Um, hey, uh, since we're not since we're going to pick Carter O'Donnell, we're not going to pick this other guy. The one I wanted to mention was Victor Johnson from App State. So speaking of your game against yeah. Penn State, I don't know what you think of y- – you can help me with their pronunciation – Yitter Gross-Mattis? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He, he absolutely um, shut him down in this game. He's a left tackle for App State, four-year starter, three-year all-conference. That team won four championships in a row and four bowl games in a row with him as a starting left tackle. Tiny bit undersized. He's a converted tight end. Is only about 285 or 290 right now, but big frame, long arms, 35 and 7 8 inch arms, almost 36-inch arms. He played DJ Wanham, played Alex Highsmith every year, played uh, y- Yitter Gross Matos. Um, that's a name to look out for in terms of a late-round developmental guy. Anyway, Carter O'Donnell, is it is it Manitoba? What, what school is he from? Can we Do we know?
1: The University of Manitoba.
0: Hey, how about that for B2B? Yes. <laughs> a really directional state. All right. Uh, we can blame Canada if it doesn't work out. And that moves us to our last pick. Round seven. Pick 232. I guess uh, FC is the ringmaster. And I get, to, I get to talk about offensive players. I got a couple names for you. The first is from... Rhode Island University, Rhode which Island somehow Island. only won three games this year with three NFL players on offense. The one that probably impressed me the most is the guy that played left tackle for Kyle them. Uh, yeah, I see. is going to be an interior lineman. His name is Kyle Murphy. Kyle Murphy um, is the mentality of a guard. If ever I saw one on tape, he's like he wants to, you know, drive you into the ground and take your soul. Um, uh, you know, very athletic, athletic enough and good enough to play left tackle just a little bit I think doesn't quite have the length to stick at left tackle, um, but I, I feel like he's a would be a plug and play guard at the NFL level, so that's somebody that I definitely want to mention Um am uh, trying to think if there's another, just, I already talked about Victor Johnson is somebody that we're not going to get
1: <laughs>
0: let's see what are we missing? Logan to offense?
1: Denver from kentucky if, if, if you're a big fan that if you are not familiar with him is yeah. actually another
0: no yeah, he's crazy um probably gonna yeah. go fifth or sixth but i you know he's a, he he led did he uh did he lead the sec in in personal foul penalties fc i think he might have.
1: that was a rumor
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like that's, a, that's a thing you like in a guard you know he's
1: um, richie okay. incognito I mean, I hate to say it, uh, Shane Lemieux, another off, uh, offensive lineman from Oregon, is another very good player that uh, could be falling to the 6th or 7th round.
0: Sure. Um,
1: think- Saltwin Kinley from University of Georgia, another swing center offensive guard. I think that you can get really, really quality players from the 5th, 6th, and 7th round in the interior offensive line and nose tackle, def- in interior defensive line in this okay. year's draft.
0: I'll give, you, I'll give you one more interior lineman, then Perch. Um, this is a little bit off the board, but I, I got a reason for it. Uh, his name is Matthew Burrell. He was recruited by and played for Ohio State. He had uh, some, uh, some problems with depression, and he was really open about it later, but he, he needed to leave Ohio State uh for his own sort of health and he transferred to sam houston state took a year off football decided that he missed it uh a lot and that he wanted to get his life together which he did Played for sam houston state for two years played left tackle played um guard and finally sort of you know found his probably future home at center um where he played a little bit at ohio state but mostly played right guard there um thing about burrell is he's a um rock-solid pass protector and has that ability of plays center. has a you know, he was a highly recruited high school player who's um, just kind of finally come into his own the last couple of years. Seems like a very uh, big personality kind of guy, which, you know, for the offensive line, it's good to have somebody that, you know, to speak up and, and talk to you. And one last one, uh, Zach Sammartino from uh, Dartmouth, um, who is who also played center and guard. So I think you're looking for somebody here that that can, that can either be the game day backup at center guard or that can be the future starter at center. Martino has not given up a sack. He told me he's never given up a sack in his entire high school and college career. I know he didn't give up one in college. I was shocked about the high school. I said, well, what are you going to do when you give up your first sack? Like, is it going to crush you, you know, because you're going to the NFL. It's probably going to happen. Um, he is like an immovable object in pass protection, has enough mobility, I think, a particularly small space mobility like – trap blocking and the kind of stuff that you know you you may do at center he's either you know he's you're either able to plug him in at right guard got good size uh despite the level of competition i think he's a you know a player that could play either guard or center for you or be the backup guard center for many years to come smart kid um obviously he's the his great uncle is bruno sammartino Although he doesn't have a wrestling background, he's sort of built like that. He has that sort of good, stocky, powerful stance that, that works for guards. Um, go to you, Perch, for defensive players.
2: I think we still can use more help and edge. I got a couple of power five guys that, uh, you know, they're, they're not the greatest uh, as far as uh, overall prospects. But it's late in the seventh round. But uh, I think these guys could possibly stick on, on the roster with some time. Uh, DJ Wanham from South Carolina. Uh, six five, two fifty edge rusher, and then the other guy from Syracuse, Hendo Coleman, uh, six three, two fifty. Both have played with their hand off the ground a little bit. Both are, are solid edge rushers. They both profile as you know probably backups. Uh, basically, get in there and compete for for one of the third or fourth uh, defense or uh, i sorry out, outside linebacker uh, edge rest positions.
0: Tell us about uh, uh the the kid from Syracuse. He's the sort of the second pass rusher there. Um, you know, yeah, Kendall scum, Coleman, right? he's
2: just not a great – he's not as great of an athlete. But he, he was reasonably productive. I mean, he he's good at, at playing the run. He did a good job setting the edge. Um, you know, I just – I don't think that uh, he, he's the most explosive edge rusher I've seen. He he had a lot of single blocks he came across because the guy on the other side was a little bit better. But, um, you know, I think he profiles is you know, a depth guy in the NFL. I think he'll get drafted right around this point, probably sixth or seventh round. Maybe he's a practice squad guy. Maybe he takes a year to, to kind of work on some things and, and, and eventually makes a roster. But, uh, again, he's, he's just a guy who's got some experience and can play, play the position.
0: Uh, Perch, you seen Tipa Galea at all? A uh,
2: little bit, yeah. I've seen some highlights, but not really watched a lot of the game tape.
0: Yeah. Okay, just another guy that I've, I know edge rushers. I mentioned two, you know, sort of off-the-board ones earlier, but he's one that I wondered if you'd seen. All right, any, anything else for defense? No, that's it. I think the defense has been spoiled so far. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh FC, what do you what's your take?
1: Well, Darius Hamilton would be another outside pass rusher that doesn't look the he's I don't like using the word. He got like a James Harrison type build. Um which some people would say that's not possible. But uh real nice player out of uh North Texas State. Mm-hmm. We did pretty good with uh Joe Green. About fifty-five
2: years ago, but not, not too bad. Uh, right, right. All right,
1: I'm gonna i I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make the pick, and then you can badmouth me. Um, you have uh, in the seventh round, so we're, wait, wait, we're not gonna before, really be able to get
0: before, before you make the pick. Since you like Ladarius Hamilton, you mentioned that um, there's a cat you should see. I don't know if he's the right pick for here, but there's a cat you should see named Andre Walker from Houston Baptist. Led FCS in, in sacks, nineteen and a half sacks this year. He is the guy that you want a guy that's like you know the, well he's built like like James Harrison, blah blah blah. He's built like James Harrison but with maybe longer arms. Um, he's he a single arm. He's a super smart kid. He was a, a molecular biology and biomedicine dual major, I think He said he was he slept three hours a night during football season. Um, and still had you know success at a really high level, but just a guy for you to take a look at on YouTube someday, <laughs> because I think he's someone that you know fits that mold of getting underneath bigger offensive linemen and having that sort of uh, base strength. Um, anyway, so go ahead, you're going to make the pick. Do it.
1: We will pick uh, since I'm playing Kevin Colbert and I got the old offensive lineman mentality at heart. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers with their seventh and last pick. Draft. Logan Stenberg, University of Kentucky. Probably my favorite offensive lineman in this draft. Um, I think there's a decent chance that he goes in the sixth round. But if he doesn't, and every a lot of reasonable places have him as the 17th, 18th guard in this draft, and that generally means seventh-round pick or undrafted free agent. Um, he just... Is nasty and he loves his teammates and he's a warrior. And you mentioned Lynn Bowden earlier. Anybody that is curious about Lynn Bowden, if you're also curious about this Logan Stenberg, go to Kentucky's bowl game and watch them run quarterback lead 26 times in the second half and watch Lynn Bowden rush for almost 250 yards in that bowl game right behind Logan Stenberg where they knew it was coming. And that nasty hombre just kept on just drilling and destroying people in front of him. Um, Probably will be one of the biggest steals in a draft if he goes this late, because I think he's going to have a Richie Incognito-type career where everybody's going to want him out of the NFL because he's so dirty and nasty, except for the team that he's playing for where everybody loves him.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good comp also. He's just that same kind of mentality player, whether whether he looks like him or plays like him exactly, but I'm um, not going to let him get away with that perch, because there's, there's another guy that I think is long gone. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. So, oh, all yeah, right. I, New I, Logan that's perfectly... That's, I, I, hey, think, I, think I'm,
0: fourth, I think he's a third or fourth rounder.
1: I'm do you really? Wow, yeah. nice. I, I love it. Then, then how about this? Then since I get the pick, and we're talking seventh round... Tyler Clark, nose tackle, defensive end, University of Georgia. My second favorite player in the draft.
0: <laughs> We're double dipping. Okay, I like it.
1: <laughs>
0: that, um, that I will let you get away with.
1: I actually love Hamilton, too, for my highest. The Steelers um, would just – I don't like uh, – just uh, real quick, I don't like Alou Alou, and I love Stephen it, but I don't trust them health-wise.
0: There you go. do you think Tyler Clark can play uh, the, the five tech as well?
1: Oh yeah that's actually what he's best at. Oh okay cool he, yeah uh- but he can slide down the uh, University of Georgia had a monster coming named George Jordan Davis he's gonna be a top 10 pick next year played uh, he moved him to be their starting news tech like 6 355. just Jerome Brown like
0: excellent well uh, gentlemen, I think we made it through somehow. We uh, did. <laughs> so uh, before I read all the names, Perch, did you feel like we missed? I, have to, I just feel like with six picks, it's damn near impossible to, to not miss out on something. But are the natives going to be restless that we didn't get us an edge?
2: portion, absolutely. I mean, and that's what I practiced this thing at before we started. It's always fun doing these exercises in advance because you see what's going to, you see, you're going to have something to bitch about come game you know come come draft time but again there's eight legitimate holes that i have identified and four picks that you know aren't shots in the dark in the late rounds you can't fill it all so uh i just think that to me they've got to do as much as they can to help the offense and we kind of did the opposite so
0: yeah sure (laughs) because that's it seemed like the (laughs) it just seems like that's where the but that's where the volume is like in a way i feel like you know get yourself a some kind of future lineman get some speed at wide receiver and running back you know something that upgrades your current core of players and then the other picks are going to be defense because it only takes a little hole on defense to cause a lot of problems but fc i don't know what's your take on on what we did
1: actually i'm proud of it to be honest with you um sure i would love to get you know uh run into a martavius bryant without the pot problem in the fourth round But, you know, those guys aren't always there, and you never know what's going to happen. You never know how players are going to slip and fall. You never know where players are going to end up. There's, you know, especially with no no workouts, you know, like the kid that's coming out of the XFL from West Virginia um, and played for St. Louis of the XFL. A lot of people think Seattle. uh, Seattle's going to take him in the first round. (laughs) I mean, you have very competent Jake Glazer you know type people saying that yeah we expect that he's going to take that he will not make a pass Seattle in the first round and you're like wow
0: who who is this which which prospect was that I'm sorry um,
1: the the, the kid that played safety at the University of West Virginia got dismissed and went on to play
0: Kenny Robinson
1: I can't yeah uh, Jake Lazor really believes the Seattle Seahawks are going to take him with their first pick in the first round like
0: I don't see I I don't think this draft is that great for three safeties for, especially for somebody right. who can play single high. So right. like the value of those guys would be pretty high, I think. Um, but all right. So okay, before,
1: before we wrap this up, I'm going to ask you both one question I'll, since it's been a while. At what point do you start itching if Grant Delpit starts falling in this draft? Let's say Grant Delpit gets to 35, the safety from LSU. Are you, even though you don't have the assets, are you considering maybe moving up to the draft in? Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll, nope. I'll start with you, Perch. I'd say it's 49. If he comes to 49, yeah, if he comes to 49, I consider it, but I'm not moving oh,
1: for I, I for 49, I'm sprint to pick up.
0: Yeah, Man, I, worry I, about, the, I worry about the two things. I worry about the tackling um, yep. because, because that really, you know, for where he's going to play for you, he's going to either be the last line of defense or he's going to be trying to, you know, make those plays off the edge in the run game a lot, and I worry about that a little bit. And I worry about that, you know, he kind of looked, I don't disinterested isn't the right word, but he looked like he spent the whole year playing, thinking she should have come out last year. Um, right, and that that just concerns me. Maybe that's legit for guys to do, but it worried me a little bit about him. Um, and and it's a really deep safety class, so yeah, he's a good player. And last year at this time, we would have run, we would have thought he was a top five pick. Um, so, Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you you know? Do you believe last year? Speaking of which, Raekwon Davis. You know, two years ago when when um, he had his defensive line coach Carl Dunbar, he he was a beast. Uh, yep. 2017. You know, if the Steelers think you know he has the key to unlocking that guy again, I mean, would you would you take him at forty nine perch? You yeah, got consider
2: right. anybody at that position,
0: really. Yeah, I got you. Okay, this is our uh, t- 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. Steeler Fury War Game uh, exercise draft. Got us at the second round pick, safety Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois. And the third round, Devon Hamilton, nose tackle from Ohio State, the Ohio State University. Uh, Our first fourth round pick at number 124 went to running back Darrington Evans of Appalachian State. Uh, Pick 135 in the fourth round, that would be wide receiver Quez Watkins from Southern Mississippi. In the sixth round, Carter O'Donnell from Manitoba Seventh round, Tyler Clark, a defensive uh, lineman from Georgia. Carter O'Donnell, uh, offensive lineman from Manitoba. Future left tackle. And in the seventh round, defensive lineman Tyler Clark from Georgia. Perch, I'll give you your last word. Same as the first.
2: Can't fill eight holes with four picks.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I heard the double entendre version of that as it was coming out of your mouth. Uh, (laughs) FC, what's your last word?
1: Thank you for getting us together and doing this B two B. It's uh, a lot of work, and a lot of times it's taken for granted. So I appreciate everything that you're doing.
0: Oh man, my pleasure. And uh, FC, I think I might have to give you a, a catch up show just to talk about all the draft stuff that you haven't got a chance to talk about because it's not like you don't sure. have anything well, to be more
1: than it. happy to get together and do it with you guys.
0: Yeah, I think we'll do that.
1: All right, all right. <laughs> Go Steelers! Don't fuck it up, Colbert.
0: That is all for this episode three. The final episode of the SteelerFury.com pre-draft extravaganza podcast series. We'll have some more follow-up coverage when we get to the draft. And we'll be covering the Steelers, of course, every week throughout the season. I'd just like to say thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. Remember that if you would like to support the longest-running Steelers podcast in history, then I suggest you go to Patreon.com for the Steeler Fury Patreon page where you can subscribe and help the world's longest-running Steelers podcast. Remain the longest-running Steelers podcast, if you know what I mean. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you at the NFL Draft. Enjoy quarantine. Hopefully this gave you a little something to do during the interim. On behalf of Steel Perch, FC, Jeremy Coleman, Ryan Roberts from NFL Draft Bible, Zach Sammartino, Nick Tiano, Shewo Alonalua, Christian Rosenbaum, and Rondell Carter, on behalf of all those folks, I am Will Massasak, aka Bradshaw to Ben, also known as Accidental Zen on Twitter, saying, Go get them Steelers in the draft. Keeps